Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We are sled riding right into the end of this year. And this season. And this season. I'm looking at our master show schedule, and I cannot believe that we are wrapping up November with this episode because we're taking a break for Thanksgiving. And then we only have four weeks in December that we're releasing an episode because of the because of Christmas. And then we're like done, which is so crazy. Yeah. Um, and we even got a bonus episode in there. Like we are rocking and rolling. We're doing well. And it's I'm I'm glad we did work this year. Like we did the work. Oh, <laughs> uh, we did. We did. Man, okay, well, let's this was I laughed a lot out loud in this episode, so I'm really excited to get into it. Why don't you give us the episode recap and we can we can get to it. All right. This week we watched season five, episode nineteen titled The One Where Ross Can't Flirt, written by Dodie Abrams, directed by Gail Mancusco, and originally aired on April 22nd, 1999. Joey's Italian-speaking grandma joins the gang in watching his Law & Order debut, and Ross decides to order lots and lots of pizza in order to flirt with the delivery girl. Okay, so we start off with the soft open of this episode, And Ross comes into the guy's apartment to find Chandler dressed all bougie nice for his and Monica's 10-month anniversary. They have an 11.30 p.m. reservation. Um, And the only reason that that was agreed upon was because they were told that they have to get, like, the simplest meal so that the restaurant can still close on time, which is you have to get the chicken and no dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hilarious. Um, they obviously didn't get an early enough reservation for a normal dinner time. And it kind of sounds like they're going to have to like pregame a little bit. I mean, like 1130, that's like, that's like a whole meal time later than like a normal dinner time. Um, and we find out they're going to spend a lot of their evening prepping together with their friends. So while they're in discussion, the pizza delivery comes. Um, It looks like two pizzas, but in another scene, it turns out to be three. So I couldn't, I I like didn't go back to see if there was like a discrepancy in the amount of pizzas. It just looked like two, but then three show up later. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Okay. Um, Which, and the reason that that came to my attention is because isn't Joey's special like two pizzas? I think so. Remember when they were in London yeah, and like they were talking about like he was gone and Phoebe ordered like, oh, but I got the Joey special. It's like two pizzas, I think. So that's why I thought like, oh, it's definitely two pizzas. But anyways, um, now apparently it's like a normal delivery girl that they see on a consistent basis and Chandler's being like normal, charming Chandler, but Ross is not pleased. He totally calls him out for flirting, but Chandler, like, disagrees quite adamantly, like, that he's not flirting. Do you, do you want to know how I took this scene, Llewellyn? Sure. I think that we know Chandler, and we have known Chandler, as someone who has not typically been smooth at all with women in the past. 
famous, famously so on this series. And it's usually because he wanted it too bad. You know, like he was so desperate for it. But yeah. now that he and Monica are in a solid relationship, I think he's just confident in who he is inside their relationship. And he's not trying anymore. So he can just really be himself, which is a fun, flirty, bantery, jokey kind of guy, easygoing. And now because he's acting like he acts around like the friends all the time, that like they're... Ross is taking it as if like now he's stepping up his game to flirt. What did like? Do you think that sounds kind of accurate? Oh, I think that's one hundred percent accurate because he, and I don't know if that's like a guy thing or if that's, you know, Chandler obviously because he's always so awkward. But yeah, because when when Ross called him out on it, I was like, he's not being flirty. He's just being nice. Like he's being Chandler. Totally. Good. That's a good parallel. Yeah. Now, we kind of, like, breeze right into the main part of the episode. Um, we start off by looking in at the girl's apartment, but you see it's kind of like a con- like con- like a continuous uh, flow from the past scene. The girls are chatting away in the kitchen about Joey getting a part on Law & Order when the guys come in, and they're continuing their disagreement in front of everybody regarding Chandler's not flirting. And Ross is very loudly proclaiming it, that he should be the one flirting since he's actually single. Um, This is the point that I noticed that there are now three pizzas. So if there weren't three pizzas before, there definitely are now. Um, Chandler asks Ross if that's what's actually happening. Like, is that is that what's going on? Like, you actually like Caitlin? And he's Ross is kind of hesitant to answer right away because Rachel's standing right there. (laughs) (laughs) But she spells out my very sentiment towards my disliking the idea that Ross and Rachel are the ones who like everyone talks about with this series. She's like, Ross, we've been split up for two years. You've been married since then. I think it's okay that we see other people. (laughs) Which I thought was so funny. Uh, Phoebe is counting the pizzas or she's like looking at them. She's like pepperoni, all meat, all meat, whatever. There's no vegetarian option for her. And Ross is very excited about the fact that they will have to call her back to get another pizza. Um, Now, Joey brings his grandma over at this time to watch his episode. He's like, this is my law and order. They're obviously having everyone over to watch it. He's going to bring his grandma Um, I will say that we spend the entire episode practically in the apartment, so I'm not going to do any, like, commercial breaks. I should have, like, pointed that out ahead of time. So if you're noticing that it just keeps flowing, it's kind of because the story does. Like, it just keeps going. Yeah. So one thing to note with his grandma when she comes in, um, they quickly point out that it's his Italian-speaking grandma. Yes. Um, But yet, almost immediately after she walks in, she proceeds to call him my big fat joey star which is all in english and then she is obsessed with law and order because she knows every character's name and the show is in english so it's just a little like does so maybe she does understand english if she's watching this english speaking show i don't know it was just a little like of a goof yeah yeah i guess i would have only the show is the one that doesn't make a lot of sense but I could also see, like, I'm sure you pick up, I mean, you pick up some English, and she she knows she's coming into a room with a bunch of English-speaking people. They're Joey's friends. So I wonder if, like, he is just very 
like if she's just trying to find words that she knows like my big what'd she say my fat joey my star. big fat joey star like those are very like kind of elementary words that like kind of convey what she's trying to say but in very broken english but yeah the you're right if she watches law and order outside of just having joey on it then you're right that makes like no sense sort of um or she might have I don't know. She might know enough English to kind of like get by. But yeah, it's sort of a continuity thing. Um, Now, Monica, I guess, has been in the bathroom this whole time. Yeah, she's been in there for a minute. I mean, for a while. So I'm just going to assume that she's cleaning the bathroom. But she's in like a robe, isn't she? But it's Monica. I know, but I would have thought that she maybe is just getting ready. Mm. like for the date she's probably getting ready for the date that makes more sense yeah so so she finally like decides to come out i guess now (laughs) and you know they're being all lovey-dovey and talking about their anniversary and he suggests that she's she wear the earrings that he got her and she's like that's a great idea i've been saving them for something special and you totally have no idea that there is something wrong um, until she absolutely beelines it over to Phoebe, demanding that she go home. <laughs> Phoebe's uh, like, yeah. but I like it here. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, you have to go get the earrings that I let you borrow. And Phoebe, like, totally, sm- like, soothes, th- like, her worries, mentioning, like, oh, they're in my purse. Go on. Go get ready. I'll grab them. And as Monica leaves, she beelines it over to Rach, Asking for the earrings that she let her borrow. So there's just a tangled web that they're weaving with the whole borrowing of each other's things. And Rachel is the first one that does not seem confident in the ask that is being, you know, presented to her. But she goes into her room anyways. And then she comes back with one earring. Phoebe's like, I don't know what I'm going to tell Monica. And Rachel's like, Tell her to wear her own earrings. And then that's when she finds out that they're Monica's and she is scared. Very, very scared. Um, because she's not allowed to borrow her stuff because she loses it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to continue to play into the episode uh, plot line. You know what I, one thing I love about the show is how, you know, and like you mentioned, this whole episode is essentially in the apartment. Um, and all of these storylines are taking place and like Phoebe and Rachel are having this conversation about, you know, the lost earrings in the kitchen and Ross is like basically standing behind them, but like doing something else. I just love how, and I know it's like television, you want them in the scene, whatever, but like, it's just funny how they have like private conversations in like such tight spaces, but like nobody else is any the wiser that they're having these conversations. (laughs) Yeah, and it's totally. just like it's just so odd. Like Ross would have been in that conversation because he was literally in the shot the whole time, like right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great like in real life. Yeah, he would have just like sauntered over there to like be like, "What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> because he's right there. Yeah, great. That's that's a good call out. Um, now the group is watching the show. It's on while Rachel is kind of slinking around the apartment trying to find the one she's lost. Um, she kind of plays it off like she's scared. Rachel's or Monica's like it's a commercial. Like she's like, yeah, ah, like just kind of playing it. 
And they do a really great job at, like, the scenes that happen. Like, Rachel's consistently in the background. Like, she's checking couch cushions. Like, she's consistently, like, searching through the apartment, even when the plot line's not specifically on her in the next coming scenes. And the uh, the pizza, at this time, the pizza delivery person comes again, and Ross makes his intentions very, very clear that he is going to be the one to get the door and Ross has a very rough go at trying to woo this woman. Um, it's it's just bad. Is really all I can say. Okay. Chandler comes. Why yeah. why does how come every time Ross is trying to flirt or act as if he wants to start flirting, is it always revolve around little boys? I know. I wonder if that's kind of like a '90s thing too, because I feel like. TV shows now don't joke about that stuff. Yeah, anymore. no. I mean, it's definitely not something to joke about. But like, I mean, what was it? Just a couple episodes ago, the the couch when he was like, you know, trying to explain like, yes, I need a couch children. that like a child, like a, a little boy could sit on because he was ref- referring to Ben, referring to Ben, and yes. then also, but also says like, come here, yeah, like in a <laughs> she's like, flirty way. You want to say that to kids? <laughs> like no you're right you're right it must be just a ross thing because he's like so like lanky and goofy yeah that that must just be the humor that they're trying to hit yeah and i don't know if it was this point or if it's later in the episode but at one point before he opens the door he like blanks on her name and they tell her tell him it's caitlin but when he opens the door he calls her caitlin Mm. it was just like a little i didn't hear that okay yeah maybe it was i don't know if he just said it wrong or if they did it on purpose to make it funny i don't know okay okay yeah so i mean we're literally just watching him struggle hard oh yeah and then chandler comes over sort of like really to help save any semblance of dignity that ross might have left um but when chandler's like you're welcome ross thinks that that was his way of like worming it in like into his pickup attempt and Chandler's, like, so baffled. He's like, I was literally saving you from yourself. Yeah. yeah. And Ross starts talking so loud that about, like, about the flirting that Monica finally overhears it. And she's like, she's fine with it. She's like, yeah, I do it all the time. And at first it seems like that kind of, like, settles the thing. But then Chandler's face <laughs> tells priceless. us that he's realizing, like, tells us what he's realizing. And Monica has to explain that, like, it doesn't mean anything, just like I know it doesn't mean anything with you. But Chandler's argument is that Monica's hotter than him. And then he, <laughs> he tries to pull in Rachel, but she makes it very clear that it wasn't the flirting she was worried about. It was the sleeping with other women. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying through this whole part. Oh, yes. Because Chandler's face, like, he just turns to Ross and is smiling. And Ross is like, and thanks for that. <laughs> like, it's classic Ross. And Rachel goes on to mention, like, he wasn't any good at it anyways. And even though Ross tries to bring up the fact that he, like, pulled her, she immediately squashes any victory he thinks he's won by bringing up that, like, oh, yeah, that's right. How could I forget? You flirted. And bam, nine years later, like, we got together. It just proves that, like, Ross, you're not as smooth as you think you are. And, okay, before we move on, though, I had a hard time with the fact that she charged them for that pizza that was supposed to replace the pizza that wasn't vegetarian that they were supposed to have gotten. But was it was it supposed to replace or did they just not order a vegetarian one? 
I think I think when they were talking about it, they're like, oh, she probably they probably just made a mistake. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought I thought they just didn't order one. No, I think I think she would have made them. Like I think they're friends enough to know that like we need to order one for Phoebe. And so I think in the original order it would have been done. I think the mistake would have been on the delivery, like the pizza place. And so I had a hard time when like wait, this is a replacement one for the one that you guys messed up on. Now the next one that they charge absolutely because Ross trying to prove to everyone like trying to prove them wrong, he's going to order another pizza. And that one, they will get charged for it. But I was like, why did they charge for one that was supposed to replace one that they messed up? But anyways, and maybe I misunderstood the first part of the sh- like episode and maybe it was on them. But um, now we have like an exciting update when it comes to the earrings. Phoebe comes out thinking that she has found the other half of the earring. And then Rachel's like, oh my gosh, where did you get it? And she's like, your dresser. She's like, that's the half we already have. <laughs> She's very flustered and frustrated. Joey announces that they're at the part where his scene is, but finds as everyone's like staring at the screen that they've cut him from the show, but he can't tell his gran because it'll break her heart too much. And they're all like, they're all fake smiling and Joey doesn't really know what to do. Um, he like he like keeps pointing to the screen like yeah look grandma and he's like oh my god I don't know what to do they just cut my scene. Um, now Monica as they're as like they're trying to figure out like what the next thing to do with the grandma is Monica reapproaches Phoebe about the earrings and she like barely holds her off and and she does it more in a way that's like I'm gonna confuse you versus like give you anything, um, and then she goes back to Rachel and. Rachel's like, okay, I'm going to go like check over the guy's apartment. I was there yesterday, so I'm going to go look. And Rachel or uh, Phoebe tells her to check Chandler's uh, jewelry uh, chest. Wait, what is it? A jewelry box. And she's like, we don't have enough time to like explain all that. Like, just go over there and look. Um, Now, after Rachel leaves, Ross comes over to where Phoebe is and he tries flirting with Phoebe and it just, it doesn't go well. There's like, oh, he literally has no back going. It's bad. It's terrible. It's so bad. She's like, oh, that's what you were doing. Like she couldn't even pick up on it. It was so far from what it was meant to be. <laughs> um, Now Chandler, obviously not being willing to let it go, um, brings up the flirting again in a really funny way with Monica because, you know, he's not getting over it. She kind of calls out his hypocrisy by asking like, oh, so it's okay that you flirt, like that you flirt, but I can't. And he's like, okay, yes, thank you. I'm glad we're both on the same page. And he, She's like, no, no, no. I need clarity on how that works exactly. Um, and, and, and then he, like, he calls, like, the gender cards. Like, well, it's just things are different for men and women. And and then it, like, cuts back to Joey. And Joey's worried because it's, like, the last commercial break. And there's only 10 minutes left of the show. He doesn't know how to tell his grand. Um, and then Monica's like, you're not going to, like, run out the door and leave us here. And he's like, oh, I know. And then that's exactly what he does. He runs out the door, leaving his grandma there. And Chandler being like, he doesn't really like know what to do. He gets kind of awkward in situations. He like goes over and he's like asking her questions. He's like, so you're old and small. 
And and then like he he like literally can't <laughs> hold conversation with her. No, it's terrible. It's really bad. Um all right, Rachel comes back over from the guy's apartment not having found the earring, but she did find the glasses that she's been looking for since last summer. And while she puts them on, very pleased with herself, we find out that they're Phoebe sunglasses that Rachel borrowed, which she's like, okay. <laughs> like, again, the pattern has repeated. Now, Monica's mentioning to Phoebe that she needs the earrings. Like, she finally approaches them, and Phoebe lets Rachel know, like, we have to tell her. So Phoebe agrees to, like, take the fall for Rachel. Rachel kind of, like, forced her hand in it, but Phoebe being Phoebe actually did it. And when she goes to tell Monica, Monica is very understanding. Oh, she's and it so makes, sweet. She's so kind. Like, we've never seen Monica act that way. No. And, like, it makes Rachel so So, like, what the heck? Like, her face over, like, Phoebe's shoulder was the best. She's like, <laughs> what was, the heck? It was so good. Yeah. She gets mad enough that she confesses. Like, that she's like, okay, wait a minute. She confesses to Monica that she's the one that like lost it and she's trying to do it while like she's in her good graces she's like but I'm so sorry and like like goes up to give a hug but Monica turns on her immediately and reiterates that's why she doesn't let her borrow stuff yeah and Monica goes like on about things that have been lost and she mentions like she mentions like a bunch of different things and then she talks about her sunglasses which like Rachel is really confused by until Phoebe kind of like looks down and she's like, oh, and then she like, Phoebe realizes she's talking about the glasses that she's holding and we can like deduce the fact that she borrowed them for Rachel. And I'm finding a pattern where Phoebe is very willing to lend things to other people that are not hers to begin with. Yeah, for sure. Phoebe is like a broker. She's like, she's like a middleman. She finds the good and she sources the goods for Monica and then she sources them out to to Rachel. Um, okay, so as we're winding down in the the episode, we've got the pizza delivery coming once again. This is the last time. And Ross acts like just the same as before. He's gearing up. This is where he forgets his her name. Yeah, that's right. And even the non-speaking... English-speaking grandma remembers, which I think is hilarious. She, like, chimes in. <laughs> She's like, Caitlin. <laughs> and once again, Ross does a very poor job at redeeming his flirting cred, like, with the gang. And Chandler, Chandler even, like, in the background mentions, like, if that's the way all Gellers flirt, like, they know we no longer have a problem. <laughs> his face, like, behind Ross the whole time was just priceless. Yeah, uh, yes, I totally agree. When Ross is talking about menthane, speaking of that, you can see Matthew Perry breaking character to say something to the group, like, in the back. Like, yeah. quietly, behind everyone. Like, that's not something Chandler's saying. It's very much something that he's saying. Um, Now, this girl, this poor, poor delivery woman... She's trying to get out of there. And he's like, but I haven't paid you yet. As if, like, <laughs> that holds the power over her being willing yeah. to leave. And she's like, honestly, you guys have ordered so many pizzas. It's on me. And she just straight bails. 
That way she doesn't have to wait there any longer. Like she just dips out as fast as she like as she can. Now the group like really tries to console him, but he jokes like luckily he kind of jokes about himself like, man, in nine, in nine years we'll be right there. And Rachel, like, they can all kind of see, like, how disappointed he is in himself and, like, probably his confidence. And Rachel uses, like, the boxes piling up as really an excuse to go get the girl. So she, like, meets up with her, really talks Ross up to her, um, and ends up getting her number to give to Ross. And this whole exchange is actually very sweet, yeah, it is. Um, it's very, like, unselfish of Rachel. Um, and it's a side of Rachel that I don't I don't think we see very often. No. Um, she's like, you must, you know, you must be better at this than you think. You know, like, she's very encouraging to him um, while also, you know, giving up the goods, for, you know, for him to get the number. Yeah. Um, now, Joey finally comes back in, and we, like, don't know why he's been gone for so long <laughs> until he distracts his grandma, saying, is that the Pope? <laughs> and when she turns, he shoves, he swaps out the live show for a VHS that Joey just filmed in the apartment with the chick and the duck in, like, quacking clucking around and then he uses it and Chandler is like you could have at least changed your shirt (laughs) like he's wearing the exact same thing to fool his nan into thinking that he's on tv and then the film cuts (laughs) I remember this back in the day with VHS this is my favorite part of the whole episode Oh, it was hilarious. I was rolling because I remember back in the day when me and my sister would have our own VHSs. And if you if your parents weren't going to buy you another VHS, you like recorded over yeah. old things. Yeah. And then you like you hear horror stories of people like filming over their wedding videos and stuff yeah. back in the day. And those are not digital. Like you can't get that back. Right. And I just thought it was so funny. He comes out singing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh wait what was the song even i i've already forgotten the major tom yeah it's chandler singing it's it's literally the best and it's so awkward and they kind of just like sit there for a minute yes and they're like, like kind of like, like horrified what's happening yeah, he's like, ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> he's all like scruffy, like he looks like he hasn't shaved his beard. And then he's like, it's on. But he like does his little like Chandler like nod and like big mouth. It's so funny. I was rolling at this yeah, part. It was good. And then obviously they quickly have to like, they get up there. Both him and Joey like lunge towards the VHS player. They eject it. Um, which should have been a get a, like a dead tell to the grandma, but whatever. It's like just because she's Italian doesn't mean she's stupid, <laughs> right? Um, and then he and then Joey like is like, oh, that's a look at next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Okay, any like fun facts that we like missed over? Um. There's just like one little so at at some point Joey's grandmother mentions Capricorn One 
which oh, yeah. stars which starred Elliot Gould, who plays Ross and Monica's dad. Yes, Elliot. And okay. James Brolin, who Phoebe will later claim to be the father of her imaginary baby when covering for Rachel and Monica, Rachel at Monica and Chandler's wedding. And Joey's mother, Brenda Vaccaro, was also in Capricorn One with Monica and Ross's dad, Elliot Gould. So kind of like one one little phrase, kind of like tied to a bunch of different things. Yeah, I see the uh, this American Italian thing, too. Do you want to say that one? Oh, yeah. So Joey's Indian or Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey's Indian. No offense to all of our India listeners. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yo. no. We just lost all of our fans. <laughs> no, they love us. Joey is Italian-American and his grandmother is Italian. And the actress, Kristen DiTillo, I don't know how to say that, who plays the role yeah. of Caitlin in this episode is also Italian-American. Oh, nice. So they were well represented in this episode. Represent. Cool. Um, all right. So then the tag. Monica is asking the girls how the earrings look. She like is like, she's come out. She's ready to go. And they, they're sort of like unconvinced, but she really has to kind of just like work with what she has. So she like kind of meagerly approaches Chandler ready to go when he pushes her hair behind her ears to reveal her earrings. And she's like, you can tell she's nervous and ready to be outed. When he says, like, oh, they look great and states, like, does your boyfriend have the greatest taste or what? And she's, like, a little surprised but happy he doesn't notice. And he's, she's like, e- my boyfriend does have great taste. Like, she's very pleased that he didn't notice. And as she's heading out the door, we find out why he didn't notice they aren't the earrings. It's because Ross picked them out for him. So this entire time, she literally could have worn any pair of earrings and I I like that little runner throughout the episode because it shows that like there's there's actually like the funny part could have just been the fact that he didn't remember and then they had a, add a whole other layer of having Ross be the one that picked it out to begin with so of course Chandler wouldn't know like even if he glanced at them before wrapping he wouldn't really remember because he didn't take the time to actually pick them out yeah so I just thought that was like a really great runner um, okay, favorite scene. I laughed so much in this episode. This is actually kind of a hard um, one. Um, definitely. I think uh, it's a couple couple spots. I think honorable mention is the the what we just talked about with the tape. Um, because it was just funny. Oh yeah. But I think um, the point. I think probably the point where Rachel, where Chandler was asking Rachel about um. Like, did you like it when Ross flirted with other women? And her quick response of like, no, I didn't. no, but I didn't like it when he slept with other women. Um, I just thought it was such a good. I love like the angstiness of like Rachel when it comes to their relationship. Um, yes. And so that's probably what my favorite part was. It's funny to me that I keep finding it funny because I side with Ross. Like they were on a break, but the humor that is continually like landed on is all comes from Rachel on Ross's like, like on Ross's like behalf. Yeah. You know, or like, I just think that's great. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. It's like the combination between Chandler. Um, like 
Chandler asking and Rachel stating that, like, no. Um, I just think, like, that whole exchange and then the fact that, like, Chandler looks over at Ross and it's, like, his face is hilarious because he's, like, he, like, knows that Ross has been, like, kind of outed. I don't know. I completely agree with you. It's it's amazing. Um, episode rating. Oh, um, I think I'm just going to do it unagi like right in the middle okay i mean it was it had funny moments but like it wasn't a favorite of mine okay what's really hard for me about this episode is i don't really care for the plot lines but they delivered on the humor for me i laughed quite a bit and I think I can easily get caught up on the idea that, like, it has to be the storyline that's good for the episode to be good. But, like, if this is a comedy, like, if this is a funny comedy show with, like, you know, obviously bouts of seriousness. But, like, if they got me to laugh, they did their job. There's other plots that, like, I don't even laugh at, but they're good storytelling. So I feel like I have to give just as much credit to if you got me to laugh a good amount then, like, I think you've won. So I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. Wow, that's pretty high for you. It's pretty high. I just feel like I haven't treated some episodes fairly. And I want to make that right. So, uh, okay, post-show wrap-up trivia time. Okay. Which friend fell asleep during Joey's World War One movie premiere. <laughs> um, isn't it Chandler? Chandler? Yep. Look at us. Okay. Yes. Um, what does the group affectionately call Phoebe? Phoebes. Yes. Obviously. Yes. We call her that. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, social media spotlight. I've got... Um, Kimberly, um, Kimberly Anderson, she was the one that talked about, um, uh, she's the one, she's our friend who talked about, uh, what she would do if she won that lottery that we were talking about. And she's like, I'm going to save up for a home. And we're like, what kind of home are you looking to buy? (laughs) You have $500 million. Um, I ended up sending her, remember how that recommend to a friend that week I made it like Ramsey solution stuff, even though I had done it before just for like debt stuff and she had mentioned paying off student loans so I actually sent her just a few of their books um so she's just reaching back out to say like I got the books like two weeks ago thank you so much I'll start reading them next week after my work schedule is quieter and then she also said also I'm so jealous and excited for y'all to go to New York so thank you Kimberly we are excited as well we are like officially at like pretty much the one month mark by the time this episode comes out um uh, Mahir Tambadia sent us a reel as well as Man- uh, Manang Lankumar. Uh, he sent us a reel as well. Um, and then uh, Barry sent us. Okay, there are some things that I don't want to read, but she has sent us. Um, a lot of a lot of memes, which we might be able to post like over time. 
But then she says, I have yet to listen to Matthew's book, but I love that you guys did a review or synopsis, and I'm so excited to get it. It reminded me of a recommend to a friend that I wanted to share, um, which I don't have a recommend to a friend for this episode, so should I just tell mine right now while I'm reading Yeah, her Instagram? Okay. Oh, I, I think I said her... This is our friend Grace. Um, it's Barry on social media, but she said to call her Grace. Um, so she says, it reminds me of a recommend to a friend that I wanted to share. It's called, it's a book called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. There's an audio version for hers as well where she reads the book and I love it. It makes it feel so much more real hearing them tell their own story in their own voice. I, I feel like the title can be kind of deterring but if you go through the book, it begins to make more sense. But she walks through her journey of being a child star, her introduction and struggle with an eating disorder, and her complex relationship with alcohol as well. Um, and she said she breezed through this book. Then, um, a part of that. So that's her recommend to a friend, and that's going to take the uh, the place of mine. It's, uh, once again, it's a book called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Um, then after that, she said, also, in response to the most recent episode, I would uh, I would just like to say that you guys said Reese's incorrectly. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> we did. She's like, I. OK, here here it is. She said, I've literally heard this debate before on the radio, LOL, where they took a poll of whether people say Reese's or Reese's. So, like, okay. think of like Reese Witherspoon, Reese's. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon, Reese, Reese's, or Reese's? <laughs> I say Reese's. I say Reese's too. Also, but, my roommate's dog is named Reese, and that's we call him Reese Reese. That is so funny. Okay, our friend Elizabeth, who we've had on the show, is very adamant that it's Reese's, not Reese's. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's one of those hills that I refuse to die on. It's like tomato, tomato. You can have yours. I'm going to have mine. Yep. I'm saying And Reese's. I'll be happy eating my little Reese's trees this Christmas. But, but yes. Grace, I think it's hilarious that you called us out on social media or like on yeah, our social you. media spotlight. Um, it's, it's really funny. Um, and then uh, she also has... A, she's kind of storing, storing us up on some recommend to a friend. So I'm going to hold on to these until there's weeks where we don't have them. Um, so thank you, Grace, for those. I will keep them in our repertoire. Um, yeah. Okay. That's a lot. But it's been a while since we've had, like, someone solidly, like, interact with us for a recommend to a friend. So really appreciate that. Um, Grace, Mahir, Kimberly, and Manang. Appreciate you guys. Um, okay. Speaking of continuing on with recommend to a friend, go for it. Yeah. Um, Tis yours. So I, I mean, this, I, I'm going to recommend this, but there's not that many of them around. So I don't really know unless you're in the area of how you would have it. Um, but I'm recommending a restaurant called Hot Chicken Kitchen and they spell it weird Actually, I don't even think I spelled it right on our little paper. Um, they don't spell ch- chicken correctly. They spell it C-H-I-K-N. Um, oh. Yeah, it's weird. 
But anyways, my roommate works at one of our like local hospitals and a, a patient had told her about this place that had opened up like right across the street. And we're all about like trying new places, especially as like roommates who want to explore our area of town. Um, mm-hmm. And so she was like, we need to check this place out. And we're like, okay, well, what's so special about it? Like, yeah, you gotta give us some more. And all we knew is that they they sell chicken and they <laughs> sell like hot chicken. Like all of their um, sauces are like hot sauce type. And we're like, yeah. okay, all of us like hot sauce. Let's go check it out. So we go check it out. And there's four hot sauces that they do. They have a what they call a base, which is like a cayenne pepper type. It's like their mm. mildest. And then they okay. have afterburner, which is like a habanero pepper. Um, okay. And then they have angry hot, which is like a Trinidad scorpion um, pepper. And then their <laughs> their hottest one is called medic, appropriately. Oh, that's um, great. And I can't remember for the life of me what the pepper is at this present moment. But it's... It, it, yeah. So the first time we went, um, we wanted to try like as many as we could. So we asked the guy because they just opened and um, we asked him, like, can we do because they're like they, they have like a combo that's like chicken tenders and fries and their chicken tenders are massive. And so they give you mm-hmm. two in this combo. And so we asked if we could do like two different sauces so we could try it. And they don't typically do that. But he was like, we're not busy. We're going to do it for you. So. We were able to get like three of them, like the the three mildest, I guess. Um, okay. And we all quickly discovered that we love the base. It's not hot at all. Um, yeah. We didn't like the afterburner. It's literally an afterburner. Like I was in the process of eating it and I was like, this isn't hot at all. And then all of a sudden my mouth was on fire. Um, oh, okay. But the flavor wasn't very good, which we weren't really oh. pleased by. But then the angry hot, like all three of us fell in love. And so that's been our favorite. But um, I, for some reason, because I used to eat a lot of hot sauce when I was younger. Um, like my palate, like I could eat hot things and they wouldn't phase me. But I've mm-hmm. since grown and not eaten as much hot stuff. So <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> my, my palate's not as good. But I was determined. I was like, I really want to try this medic. Like the guy that first night was like, oh, I dipped it. I dipped a French fry in it. And like, I couldn't sleep for two hours. It was so hot. And we're like, mm, are you just oh weak or God. what's going on? Right. I know that's tough too. Yeah. So this past weekend, we actually, um, it was the first time the three of us were all together again. So we went and I got like one, like we ordered our normal stuff. And then I got like one tender on the side with the medic on it. Cause we just wanted mm-hmm. to try it. <laughs> And we made the conscious decision to come home and eat it because we didn't want to be like in public when oh, we tried this. Yeah. And smart. I I picked the pickle off the top that they put like on them and I oh, ate yeah. it and I immediately regretted my decision of buying it. Because oh, no. <laughs> I've never had something so hot in my life. And like my roommates, they tried. They, I also like ate a piece of the chicken because I wanted to actually get like the flavor of it. Um mm-hmm. But like for probably ten minutes, like they're sitting there like eating ice cream to like get the get it out, and then I don't eat dairy, so like I can't chug milk or eat ice cream. So I'm like waving a hand in front of my face to like try to get this taste off. But needless to say, after I ate that one bite, my angry hot didn't taste hot at all. So um, oh yeah, I guess my whole point of that I wasn't gonna tell that whole story, but here we are. Um, That's okay. If you're ever in an area, I think. Ours is brand new here in Sarasota, Florida, but I think they originated in, like, Virginia somewhere, and then they're opening some, like, 
all across the country. So mm-hmm. if you ever come across Hot Chicken Kitchen and you like hot food, hot chicken, I guess, um, check them out. Which um, if I knew gives you me a recommend ch- for next week. If I knew you liked hot chicken, although you didn't, when you passed through Nashville, it was a pretty quick stop. It's not like yeah. you were like here for a long weekend, but... If you ever come visit me, we should go have hot chicken. Like this uh, is for like sure, where it originated. Like, some of my we're known for. Yeah, like some of the restaurants like around Nashville here. Nashville hot like, chicken is a thing. Yeah, there's like a taco place around here that has like a Nashville hot taco that's so good. Yes, it's yes. Yeah. Okay, I have the place. I have the place for you, and it's vetted by someone who like they'll make fun of people who like think that they're eating hot things. But it's like, she's like, that's not hot at all. Nice. So it's pre-vetted. Um, okay. Well, um, for those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Spend it with your loved ones um, and or friends. Um, just because you have a family doesn't mean you need to spend it with family. Spend it with people who you can be thankful around. Um, the holidays don't have to be stressful. And you can create boundaries when it comes to relationships. So um, with that, we won't be there to comfort you because we're not going to post an episode. But in two weeks, we will be back to cover the one with the ride-along. Yeah, so we'll see you guys in December on the one of the friends podcast <laughs> <laughs>